0: Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm Adam Tarnow and I'm in the studio today with John and Pam McGee. Pam, this has been a long time coming. It
1: sure has. I'm so glad to
0: be here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here today. And before we jump into the content... Uh, John, you're a little upset with me today. That's so fact. why don't we let everybody know why? Well, because the
2: the pitch was, yes. and uh, actually, and the pitch that you agreed to. It was, by the yeah, way, I agree. Uh, was hey, why don't you and Jackie, your wife, yep. uh, come and uh, here with Pam and I? And we'll have a conversation. So that's what you said yes to, and then you changed. Right at the last minute, you changed. I did. Uh, your yes, your yes became no. Uh, <laughs> and everyone always comments about boy, you know, the chemistry you guys have. Adam must be so easy to work with. <laughs> They have no idea what I put up with I know. day in, day out. Yeah, she's not here. Here we are. Adam, she's not here. Adam is here by himself. By myself. Jackie and truth home. be told,
0: so guys, listen, I read. I, I read the notes and I just said, there's nothing that Jackie and I are going to do that's so going to add any more value than what Pam and John are going to bring to this. So... Uh, I wrote John, I just said listen you don 't need Jackie and I here. Let me just come ask you guys these questions. I know i 've heard Pam speak she 's way better than you anyway, and True. so uh, the world is going to get to hear from Pam. love it and um, and so here we are so here 's what we 're going to talk about we 're going to talk about the principles of a great marriage. Uh, they are the same for everyone however there 's uh, a few different aspects of marriage uh, when it comes to leadership you know that you need to think about with your marriage when it comes to leadership and so That's what we're going to talk about today, and John, why don't we just start, because you've got this one reminder that you want to point out to everybody, and what is that?
2: Well, so I I think I, I I love the way you started there. The principles of a great marriage are the principles of a great marriage, no matter who you are, what you do, whatever your profession is. Uh, Pam and I had a, uh, a privilege of doing a talk for entrepreneurs in their, in their marriage. And the first point was, you know what? Uh, you guys are no different. Um, it's all the same principles for a great marriage With all the same principles for a great marriage. Now, you've got some unique kind of challenges and opportunities. So let's speak to those. So that's what we're going to do today. That's right. But... Uh, if you are in a church setting, although the the principles are the same, uh, the stakes are higher. Yeah, and uh, in fact, First Timothy three—that's actually one of the qualifications. Uh, to be a leader in the church, to be an elder in the church is to uh, manage your household well. You're supposed to have uh, a good marriage and be a good parent. It's, you know, if we were playing poker, which is mixing metaphors in the church, but uh, (laughs) those are the chips you've got to push forward to even play the game Yeah, for your Delta hand uh, and have the opportunity to play. You've got to push forward, um, a a good marriage and a, and, and, um, you know, being at least an intentional parent, God, God's going to do what he's going to do with your kids, but you have your responsibility. That's what you have to push forward to play. So the stakes, uh, I do think, are higher, or the uh, maybe even the requirements are higher for a leader in the church. Yeah.
0: So, Pam, does John, does John play poker? I mean, because he spoke like he really knows what's you know, going on. Yeah,
1: it's, it's 20. What is that? 21? That old game? What? I don't know what poker is. That's blackjack. <laughs> blackjack. Okay, Apparently no, he doesn't. Not. He doesn't. Well, at least he doesn't play with no, you.
0: PM. He doesn't play with no. Pam. So, all right. Well, that's good. Well, uh, so y- that you're exactly right, John. These are the mm-hmm. table stakes. Uh, as a leader, you cannot ignore it, especially as a church leader you cannot. Th- that's married. You cannot ignore uh, the quality and the health of your marriage. And so, uh, John, let's let's move on and talk about this, because most leaders are great at setting goals for their church or their organization. However, they don't always do that with marriage. Uh, how do you and Pam think about setting goals for your marriage? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Adam, I do. I think you're right. A lot of leaders... Pastors are often really good at kind of casting vision yep. for their church and setting goals and things like that, and often don't do that for their own marriage. And so, John and I have just kind of the last decade or so just thought that's just something that we need to take some ground in. So, I remember five years ago, yep. um, our 20th anniversary, we had a chance to go to Iceland. Mm-hmm. And we're hiking around there and, um, just spent kind of a week on that Island. And I remember hiking kind of through a field and you had volcanoes on one side, icebergs on the other. It was an amazing place to be. And we just said, Hey, we're seven and a half years from empty nest. What do we want to be about? Mm. What are some goals that we want to set? And so we just kind of, I I feel like it was kind of a holy moment. The Lord just kind of gave us these kind of ideas that um, just some goals and vision for our marriage. And it was just um, to be faithful to God, to be helpful to others, to be willing to take risks, And to be best friends when our kids move out. Mm. And just so then going forward for the next seven and a half years until until we are empty nest, just to kind of run all our decisions through that, just kind of have that on the forefront. This is kind of what we want our life to be about. And so that vision um, and those specific goals have just really kind of made a difference.
0: Was that the first time you guys had done that in 20 years? I mean, did you guys have goals up to that point? That were, that were formalized and maybe written down and talked about with the intentionality that you guys did that day?
1: Not really to that point. I mean, I, you know, people make mission statements for their marriages and kind of write those different things. I, we had not really done that. I mean, when the kids were young, we kind of had, you know, some ground rules. and yeah. some, you know, Survive. Things. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sleep what you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I think that was really, don't you think, babe, that yeah. was really the first time that it yeah. felt um, different and kind of special.
2: Yeah, a marriage so. has always been really, really important to us, but right. that was the first time. Um, I think it came really into view that, oh my gosh, like we're going to be alone, uh, yeah. or alone, meaning just she and I, and, and uh, who do we want to be, um, when, we, when our kids move out and it's yeah. just, it's just you and I, and, you know, uh, and the dog and, uh, and in an the house, um, <laughs> you know, what do we want that? And, uh, we can't then begin to go, well, oh, we should probably work on our marriage. We yeah. have to do so now. But that grid was really helpful to us as we made decisions and Pam was probably most vocal. She would say, well, no, I think in this instance, it would be helpful to others. We should do that. Or, you know what? I mean, that's just about us. It's not helpful. Uh, it's not even risky. Yeah, let's don't do that. And yeah. uh, so that was a really, really mm-hmm. helpful, uh, really helpful grid. Uh, do you want to talk about just kind of our goals this year? for Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So 20. OK, so 2020. That was an amazing year. We ended up um, still <laughs> alive. together, alive and mostly happy and like yeah. each other. So 2027. That done. is a win. Um, we thought we'd try to take some ground in 2021. So this year, um, our goal is December 31st, 2021 to have the best marriage we have had yet. Hmm. We're at the best place we've had. And so specifically um, what that looks like for us is a monthly date night. And so we get some other times during the week. Like we'll take a, we'll walk the dog or we'll run some errands together. But it's a real specific date night, which we've done through the years off and on. But these date nights are going to look a little different. They are start at five, go till bedtime, not just dinner and a movie back. And then, you know, we're doing separate things once we get home. Right. Start at five, phones are off um, kind of preparing the whole day for that. Almost like, and I love John talks about if you had a big presentation or the kids had a big test or something the night before you would get a good night's rest. So yep. even with kind of that preparation, um, you know, kind of getting ready for the whole day, kind of thinking about there's no conflict resolution <laughs> happens. Um, can't talk about the kids or the dog too much. I mean, so January we went out and we sat there at dinner and put our phones down and, um, it was great, but I think three hours of like, we haven't done this.
2: We were, yeah, we were exercising muscles that uh, yeah. had atrophied a little bit. I, I think
1: so. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm envisioning I mean, that video of all those people that parody after they run a marathon and how they're, they're like limping around, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause they're so sore <laughs> yeah, that maybe totally. the first time yeah. doing this yeah. that you yeah. wake up the next day and you know, John, maybe as a, as a guy, you're just like, that was a lot of words, yeah, you know, totally. <laughs> I don't know. I said, <laughs> I feel a, a lot. Uh, so, so you had to ease into that a little bit, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, but totally. did you guys, uh,
2: did you laugh about it a little bit there? Uh, just sure. Going? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And I think, you know, I'm trying to think of anything else that we, uh, you didn't say pain, Well, one of the things is you can bring gifts if you want. Yeah. So if you want to bring a gift. If you want, uh, if you want, I'm if like, yeah, want. bring a gift. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, You can't request one, but you can bring yeah. one. And, uh, and then yeah, I think the word we've used is just presence so that we're with each other and we are a hundred percent locked in. Mm. And, um, and that is, it is hard, but maybe there was something just really, you know, so we're, we're two months in. It's been really, really special. It's been, so there's been an anticipation that's so different than, Let's go grab something to eat uh, this weekend, or watch a movie, or whatever. And it's like these little sacred little moments. So, um, anyway, I I do think you know, as Pam said, leaders are great about casting vision, Mm -hmm. thinking ahead. You know where we're going to go, and so we have all those we have all those skills uh, as a leader. We we know how to do that uh, already. Uh, We just often don't apply them to uh, our marriage. And so if we treated uh, our marriage and our family like our organization, or our company, or our church. Well, that would be awesome. That <laughs> is, yeah. And um, and so I don't think we have to learn new skills. I think we just have to apply them. And uh, and I think you'll really enjoy, you really enjoy uh, your wife, your husband, uh, if you do apply those principles.
0: Okay, so this is very, very practical stuff. I love it. So, I mean, obviously date night has been around. That, that idea has been around for a long time with marriages. But I love how you guys changed it to, to be more intentional, not just to do the yeah. dinner and a movie, get home, try to save some money on the babysitting or watch a TV yeah. show or whatever it is. I like the intentionality you guys are putting in there. And so that's simple. You know, that's that's one simple thing that that couples can do or even easier than that. Just go out and just pick three words that you want to be known by by the end of the year. Right. Or, hey, this is something we just want to focus on this month. Let's just pick one word to focus on this month. That type of conversation together, that goal setting. Mm That we, yeah. not uh, what are some things that we need to accomplish, you know, from a tactical perspective, mm-hmm. but what do we want to be known for? Yeah.
2: Very, very right. simple for yeah. people to go and One going. year, One year we did a, um, just kind of this theme of like, we're going to try to learn things and um, as, you know, as... That's a couple. So um, we uh, we slung pottery and we blew glass. I was really excited about the glass blowing. It really, if you, have you done that before? Never. They just sit there. They do all the work, and you sit there and you blow occasionally. You know, in this stick, and they do all. I was I was looking to you know uh, handle molten glass, and they don't <laughs> let you touch anything. <laughs> just like occasionally, he'll go blow. So that wasn't really exciting. <laughs> but but it was. We were looking forward to each one of these. We've done. Uh, you know, sometimes we'll just pick twelve things we want to see uh, in a year. Adam, you guys have done. I, I love the way. The creativity you guys had in your date nights where uh, you would pick uh, what yeah, you just picked themes, words. right? Yeah. We
0: would just go through the alphabet just simply because we didn't do it to be cute. We just did it because it made creativity easier, yes. which was just a letter. So, all right, Jackie, you plan the date this month and the letter is A. Yeah. And so she can do whatever she wants with the letter A. So that could be. We could go to Arby's, right? That that would would technically qualify if we wanted Applebee's. to, or it's Applebee's, it's, 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 it's but Arby's equally step good, up. right? No. Equally delicious. <laughs> so, um, and we just go through the alphabet, and so it just it just uh, again it, it gives us some really what we found is funny is the duds, the ones that don't work out, uh-huh. uh, really become more memorable, oh, and sure. yeah. uh, and you kind of laugh about it, and you're just going, all right, that was a fail. You know, I thought this was going to be the best g date we could ever come up (laughs) with and it just it was terrible right and and so you just laugh about it but it it it's just trying to fight the status quo. Yes. Set some goals and go yes. after that. I like yeah, that. And so, okay. John, let's uh, let's move on. So you mentioned a word here about dreaming and how uh, you know a lot of leaders are very good at dreamers being dreamers. So it's not uncommon for a leader to be a dreamer. It's also not uncommon for a dreamer to marry a non-dreamer. Yes. Is this true for you too? Absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh, it is. Which is not to say that Pam doesn't have dreams or ideas, but I just John's seems... are
1: just twenty x. Yeah, that's, that's right.
2: That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, twenty to one might be the might be the ratio. And so. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's been a, Pima's been an amazing, an amazing partner uh, in this. So, babe, do you want some thoughts just for um, those who are you? They're yeah. married, to, married a dreamer. to a dreamer. Um, yes, I know you yes. practice. You've got great things in practice. Can you, can you help our poor people that yes. are uh, um, in the position you are? Yeah.
1: Um, hang on and be ready for the onslaught, I yes. think is one, um, which is fun. Um, it is. But, but in that um, early on, I was given some advice and um, thankfully I was just able, I think, to put it into practice. Um, well, just cause someone warned me like, Hey, Hey, be ready. And this is the best way to respond. And so just to, um, to listen, hmm. to ask questions, to understand, not to beat it down, but just to, um, to listen and, um, not to squelch those dreams. And so I remember early on in seminary, kind of in our first decade of marriage um, in ministry, um, it would be idea of the week or Mm -hmm. maybe idea of the day club or the hour or the hour. So we'd, um, John would come in and we'd walk and, Maybe, you know, as we started having kids, the kids would join us in the stroller and he would just have all these, all these ideas. And I remember just, that's great, babe. Okay. Yeah. Help me understand. What does that look like? Uh, I remember um, kind of toward the end of seminary. So he was in a a missions class and he was also um, studying the stock market and options and just really interested in that. So those passions came together. So natural for those to (laughs) come So he comes home, he's like, I've got it. I've got it, babe. We're going to move to the Middle East and we're going to help some sheiks with their portfolio and opening hedge fund. And so we'll help them financially and we'll share, win them all to the Lord. And so that's, that's what we're going to do. All of them. Yeah. And help them with their, with their oil money while we're at it. Uh, um, God bless you,
2: (laughs) Pam. Yes.
1: And uh, I was like, great. Okay. What, what did I say to that? Oh, I remember, remember
2: this. Like, this is so funny. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember so many of them, but uh, we've laughed about this one. So she, she looks at me and she goes, oh, that, that sounds really neat. Uh, okay. I know you have some more studying to do. Um, so why don't you go study and then dinner is going to be ready at six 30. So I'll just, I'll see you then. And she didn't even like <laughs> flinch. Yeah. Right. And I thought, I remember thinking later, like, do you know what that would have just cost your wife yeah. you know, to move their, your kids to uh, the Middle East and then, you know, Give up her driver's license yeah. and the whole deal, you know. And she did, she didn't even go there. She goes, Oh, that's great, you know, as if to say, Hey, this is probably past. So I could shoot him down right now and say, That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, or I'm not going. Uh, and instead, she just was like, Hey, that, that, uh, that sounds, yeah. I don't know, that's really interesting or, yeah. or whatever. Now, um,
1: I thought later, if he puts the house on the market and starts coming home with like Arabic lessons, then yeah. maybe I should say, yeah. Hey, can we double click on yeah, that, that move? But if
2: any listen. woman would have moved to the Middle East to pursue something crazy with her husband, it would have been Pam. Yes. Um, but, But in that, it's not just to listen, which is great. I think if you meet a dreamer with all the why nots right away, you really deflate them in a way that you probably can't understand. Uh, But Pam will also, you know, uh, really kind of chide and push to uh, uh, me to take action. So last week, Mm. uh, I remember running something by her. I said, Hey, do you think I should do this? She goes, Yes. When you put up, when you hang up the phone, that needs to be your absolute next call. Do that. So that's what I did. Yep. Um, there's some kind of you know projects and things that uh, I, I keep talking about. And Pam's like, listen, uh, you need to do this. And so that means you're going to need some time. And here's what I'm willing to do to give you that time to do that. Here's what I think your next steps are. Like, let's go. So it's not just simply like receiving all these crazy ideas. It's also helping them sort through what they're the best ones and then begin to take action, which she's just done really great at. And I've never felt... Agitated, frustrated or like she's shooting me down and it's it's been a real gift and um i hope somebody uh, listens to that and can give that same gift to their spouse
0: yeah and at the same time dreamers can do something too and and what they can do if they're married to a non-dreamer is when they are starting to dream they can just qualify their statement too and just go hey i'm just going to talk for a second right i'm just going to dream for a second you You know and that so it's both ways it it can go both ways here which can be really helpful but you bring up a good point here john that sometimes when you are dreaming you do need some feedback yeah. you do need some discernment and you've got an illustration that I've heard you use over the years with a what, what marriage is and, it, and it's a mirror so why don't oh, you yeah. talk about so
2: that so when you're married uh, the quote is you're given a full length mirror and attached uh, is a little note that says here's to helping you see who you really are
1: <laughs> and right. so
2: you can choose to lean into that and see your your spouse as a gift to help you understand who you really are so that you can um, you know, you can um, become the person uh, in Christ that you're supposed to be. You can repent of things you need to repent of, or you can just watch kind of some of your character flaws that um, you know that you might not be aware of. So uh, early on in marriage, I mean, this this happens daily. But uh, one that I think the first time I really remember this, we were uh, at a social situation and we come home, and I I remember just being really energized and. And I think I even I might have said, boy, I was really funny tonight. Did you see how everybody was like standing around and you know <laughs> look at look at that? I don't, that's the way I remember. It. I don't know if that was true or not. Um, and Pam, I remember Pam just looking at me like aghast, like you you are so out of touch. And uh, and I'm like you know kind of nodding, like tell me just how funny and winsome and uh, brilliant I was in social situation. She goes, you are really sarcastic. Mm. You are really sarcastic. And I go, I know it's funny. Did you see people laughing? You know. And she goes, no, they that was nervous laughter because they're all sitting around and they think um, that they might be your next target. And so you're not funny. You wound people. Mm. I remember just being stunned. Like no one had ever told me that it was true, but pain was the first person to tell me that. And so I remember those next couple of years, we'd go to social situations. I've got my Diet Coke, and I'd walk up and say hi to people, and then I had I had nothing <laughs> to <laughs> offer beyond that because my only way to relating people not my only this is this is overplayed but uh, I just use so much sarcasm and and had Pam not told me that or I'd not been. Open to that, like that would have marked the rest of my life, and I just would have done more damage than I had already. And I just think a spouse, if you will let them, uh, can sharpen uh, a leader in a way that that really no one else can. Yeah. Uh, now they don't need to do so; they don't need to walk around twenty four seven, you know, uh, nipping at your heels. I, I do think primarily the role is that of an encourager. But if you let them and they can help you see what you can't see.
0: I like that a lot. So yeah, not not uncommon for these dreamers to be married to the non-dreamers and there's some good ways to to make that not turn into a fight but more into a dance here yeah, that we're exactly. appreciating each other That's with good. all of that. That's good. So John, let's let's change gears here a little bit. Um, you know, so leaders that are listening to this right now, especially that are on staff at a church, so when you're on the inside of an organization, you see things. And when you're on the inside and you see things, you have opportunities to criticize and to critique. How do you handle that with Pam? Because you're at the inside here of this church, and but this also happens to be her church. Yes. And so if you come home and criticize some things, that could you know that's just a fine line there uh, because this is her church too. So how do you how do you handle that?
2: Well, I think I think uh, as much as anything is just to be aware of exactly what you said. This is uh, my place of employment. This is our church, and to you know, also to an extent, it's a kind of our family, our extended yeah. family. And so, you need to be really, really careful uh, with the information you share and how and the attitudes. Like, um, you know, a lot of times you can just work things out, and uh, you say, I'm, I'm not sure what I think about this person or this thing, but I'm just working it out. You need to be careful uh, with that. So, um, one of the things is, I, I I'm always really careful if I've got conflict with someone to come back and close the loop um, mm-hmm. with Pam, because almost always we're going to resolve conflict yeah, that's um, around here. Um, but but you can open the loop and say, you know, my gosh, Adam, you know, was this and I can't believe he said this. I'm yeah. so mad. Um, he canceled his wife on the podcast, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> one of a thousand infractions in our relationship. You know, <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, now what's going to happen is you and I are, and I could tell Pam that you and I are going to yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure that yeah. out. But if I don't, if I don't tell, uh, then it's you awkward that, when I see her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so she's there may going, or may
1: not be a little mama bear yes. in me. You of know? course. Like, hey, what did this guy do to my husband? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so it's just something I think you really have got to be cognizant. So again, that's a um, that's just something I think that's unique, especially in a church, is just to be uh, be uh, aware of that. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I think with with the rest of the family, with the kids, hmm. um, that's been a really big just to make sure. And John's really good about not. Um, disparaging or speaking negatively in front of our kids yeah. um, about people on staff. Now they're aware um, sometimes that there's conflict, and as they get older, they can ask questions, and that's been a great opportunity to shepherd them and to just appropriately share with them. Yeah, um, but we're really careful um, about that with the family. Yeah,
0: I love that closing it's their the loop. Church. Yeah, that is such great advice and such a simple way to handle all this. Which is again similar to like parenting stuff. That if your kids see you fighting. And then you resolve the conflict behind closed doors. They're left with uh, our mom and dad okay, you know. And so come back and tell them, hey, by the way, mom and dad, we're good. We talked about this, and you saw you saw us mad at each other, but now it's all okay. I love how that can apply too when you're talking about things that you're seeing at the church. That's good. Okay, let's move and let's talk about schedules. So, how do you two handle schedules? I mean, obviously, John being on staff at a church, church is twenty four seven. Uh, most everything you're dealing with is important. So how do you guys think about
2: your schedules? Adam, I remember, uh, Kyle Kegler one time when I joined staff, he sat me down and he said, just think about your day in two thirds. Mm. So this is an always on, uh, you know, endeavor and you could work 24, seven, five days a week. But, mm-hmm. um, if you're going to work late at night, take either the morning or the afternoon, um, for a little bit of downtime and time uh, with your family, you know, and so just think about uh, your day split into thirds and uh, and pick two and invest there. And that, that'll get you roughly, uh, you know, all things being equal, that'll roughly get you the number of hours that would be kind of yeah. commensurate yeah. with uh, your paycheck. Um, and so uh, that I think has been a really helpful advice.
1: Yeah. I think also like um, when there's busy seasons, like everybody in ministry is going to have these seasons that are busy. So um, Church Leaders Conference is coming up next month. Um, that'll be a busy few weeks. And so just coming into that, knowing that, Hey, this is going to be a busy season. Hey, wife, kids, you know, this is not normal for me to be working, you know, up there in the morning at six and home at 10 at night, yeah. but there is going to be a short season of that. And so let's just hunker down and be ready. I'll catch you up, you know, on the other side, we'll make up for it. Um, there'll be sometimes John talks about, I mean, going to, Kind of cheat y'all a little bit now, but it's coming later. I'll, yep. I'll cheat the job later. Yeah. Um. So I think that's been that's been helpful early on. You know, maybe ten years ago, when reengage was really growing to lots of other churches, John would travel a little bit more than normal, and that was just great to kind of be talking about. Like, okay, look at this quarter. I'm going to be traveling a little bit more, um, but man, when this is over, I'll be home all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think just talking about it ahead of time, knowing it's just for a season. If it's longer, than kind of feel like a the season, then we could bring others in or, you know, just talk about it. And
0: even just the awareness, John, doing a good job going, I know this is reality right now. This quarter I'm gone more. Not trying to go, it's not that bad and defend and you're just, you're, you're you're being, you're being, uh, you know, too critical right now. It's not that it's going, no, this is reality. So let's. Let's make sure, because what what you're really doing for the spouse at that point is giving them hope, right. letting them know this is not our new normal. Right. This is yeah. not the way things are going to be forever. That's there is good. a light at the end of the tunnel, and yeah. that can just provide some energy. Well,
2: yeah. and it's, you yeah. can you can even if you frame it up right, they'll go they, they're actually excited about yes. this thing because they know what's coming on the other side. That's yeah, planning you your you know summer vacations or, or those kind of yeah. things, um, and so they don't they don't feel somehow cheated. Uh, they just know there's there's seasons. The other thing um, I've done really is just given Pam, uh, especially things that are outside kind of the normal nine to five, I just give Pam, um, the trump card, uh, to be real frank. And I remember about 18 months ago, you know, I'm just loading. I want to anyway, load up our calendar. And, um, and I I probably, I bet you that was some of it had to do with like marriage things. And, and Pam was great. She's like, uh, could we? Yes. Um, but boy, it's going to feel really incongruent. If we go tell people about relationships and, uh, how Mm. to honor, uh, um, uh, Christ in relationships and we're neglecting uh, our children. And uh, that's not going to be congruent. Let's say no. <laughs> yeah. I remember still going I'm in this moment, I will say, okay, but I did not like that answer. And I remember when those dates rolled by, um, and we were already thin with our kids. I thought, oh my gosh, if we had we been gone for that, um, we would be. There would be this incredible just sense of loss. And, uh, and Pam was right. So uh, anytime I can, I give her the trump card. She controls uh, the schedule outside of the the things that I have to do, and uh, and that's worked pretty well for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, and uh, one thing that has helped Jackie and I with this is, and this is probably just my CPA nature. Uh, I just realized <laughs> that not all hours are created equal, that's right. and there are certain hours that's that it. are more expensive than others. And let's do an accounting of what are the expensive hours. Mm -hmm. And so when we had young kids, anything in the morning and anything around dinner were very, very expensive because that's when she needed the most help. She needed another set of hands to play zone defense on the kids (laughs) while she was trying to get something – Something else done. Um, and then as we've gotten a little bit older and our kids have gotten older, we've realized how expensive Friday nights and Sunday nights can be That's as good. you're getting ready for the week and decompressing from the right. week. And so that that was another conversation that was helpful like that. for us. And yeah. so we're, we're finally getting at the stage now where I'm realizing – the mornings aren't as expensive, so now I can plan some things in the morning. So this is a new phase for right. us in our marriage on scheduling, yep. but just trying to have all of those same conversations. So even that could be, could be helpful. Just yeah. look at what are your expensive hours and try That's to great. protect those as much as you can. So good. And so, John, speaking of being a CPA, when I was a practicing CPA before I came on <laughs> staff, uh, I never thought about Jackie as one of my work partners. Okay, That's right. And that was a big change then when I came on staff. Because before I was just coming home and reporting, this is what was going on around the office. She knew who the people were. She knew what projects I was working on when I was stressed or whatever it was. But now I come on staff and now Jackie can start coming to work events. Now we're doing things together and she became a partner in ministry mm-hmm. and i remember that was uh, an identity shift for both of mm-hmm. us and kind of a challenge for for both of us so how do you two think about that aspect of partnership cuz john once again you're the one on staff you're getting the paycheck she's not but yet you guys are together in this
2: yeah so i think you'd be you're upfront right away if you go to so in this case the church and you and you're very clear you're hiring me you're not hiring my wife. It's right. Not a
1: two for one. It
2: is not yeah. a two for one. Now it's her. The expectation is that she's a member of our church, so she's uh, she's going to attend and she's going to use her gifts. Uh, she's going to give and she's going to be in community. All those things. But that that's the that's the expectation. Anything else is in some ways uh, a bit of a bonus. Now, um, I would say you know, we so that I was really up up front, uh, here any anywhere that I, that I've been. Um, but boy, there is a real joy. In mm. doing ministry together, whatever it looks like during that season. So we started our our, our lives together as you know, uh, as a youth pastor, and Pam was up there wearing the costumes, doing the skits, you know, <laughs> uh, putting the games together. All that. and it was so fun. And we had kids, and it changed a little bit. But we've always looked for uh, for ways um, to kind of do ministry together in a way that that Pam is is excited about. So she doesn't play piano. You know, the traditional like uh, pastors um, piano playing wife. And you don't you know? sing. <laughs> don't, that's a fact. You know, Pam plays the piano at the home. uh, She would never play it. You know, Uh, she doesn't care for a microphone. You know, she doesn't want to be the women's. uh, We've got some gifted women here. She doesn't want the microphone there. She wants to lead a small group of women. She does that, you know. Uh, all, all those kind of things. So she needs to, to do the things that uh, she feels uniquely um, qualified, gifted, passionate about. Uh, but uh, there's there are always overlap. There's always things that we can do that are fun for us to do together.
1: Yeah, exactly. This past weekend, um, we had the chance to just to go speak at a church that um, has re-engaged there, mm-hmm. and they just asked us to come speak at their marriage night. And uh, that was really fun. We've gotten to do some of those um, before through the years, and I really really enjoy that. And so we um, invited and loaded up some of the residents here, and um, they drove with us an hour and a half down there, and it was a great conversation in the car. They gonna they got to kind of hang out with the executive pastor at that church for a little bit and ask some questions and. Um, then we went to dinner afterwards and said so that was just ministry, helpful to others, something we could do together, fun, kind of all that was a great package. That's and So great. I would love doing that. Yeah. yeah. And, and like John said, it did look different when, when uh, before kids, I was kind of right in the middle of it. Um, there was just a freedom when the kids were little just to be home and, you know, we would proofread stuff, you know, or, hey, let's talk about these talks. But I wasn't kind of really doing technically on stage or kind of. Teaching with him, and then now it's looked different because yeah. we've yeah. had more freedom to do that.
2: I, I always use the the collective uh, pronoun, uh, the plural pronoun, yep. our we um, for our ministry. I say this is our ministry. This is you know what we've been called to do, what we're doing, and um, so that I, I just I just want Pam to feel like she gets credit for anything good uh, mm-hmm. that happens here, that she's a part of that, you know, because she is. She prays and she thinks and uh, she encourages, and so whether she's up here. Um, you know building strategic plans or not, she's a part of it all. Yeah, I always I always use a collective uh, pronoun. So John, one of the things that I've always admired about you is the
0: way you talk about your marriage. And so you and I have known each other for uh, closing in on 20 years now yeah wow. and you did the two- on- two counseling for Jackie and I when we were engaged. Uh, so then you led the ministries that Jackie and I were a part of when our marriage was starting. And I watched you guys. You guys taught the pre married class. Um, then, when I came on staff, I came on staff and joined your team, helping out with the pre married ministry and the newly married ministry. I've seen you guys speak about your marriage so many times. And I just admire. And then, now over the years, you know, even on, in this format, people that are listening to the podcast or who have listened to this for uh, years know you're always talking about your marriage. I mean, this is just something you do and it's very normal for you, is to be talking about things that you're learning, things that you think are going well, things that are not going well. Um, But the more I've been around the church, the more rare I think that is for leaders to talk as openly about their marriage as I see you do it. I think you've been a great model for me. I try to to follow your lead on that. But but I, I don't think it's very common you know, for, for a lot of men and women to talk about their marriages as openly as you do.
2: Uh, why do you think that is? It's interesting. Uh, maybe others are much more interesting. Uh, they've got so many things to talk about, <laughs> and right. I just, I've got a very limited uh, set of options. you, you uh, can't be
0: sarcastic, so you just have to talk about your marriage. Uh,
2: I, that's really good. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah. Uh, well, I know this to be true. If there's something uh, that I'm not doing it's really hard for me to challenge others to do. So for example, uh, if I'm not praying, I'm just not gonna look for an opportunity to preach a sermon on um, the benefits mm. and practice of prayer. Yep. And uh, I didn't wanna believe this initially. Uh, people would always say, that's why there's no marriage ministries in the church, blah, 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 because the pastor's marriages aren't well. And I would always say, I just, I think that's it's a, a cop out. Uh, the older I am, the longer mm. I've been around, I think there's something to that. Yeah. And I think that um, because there's a sense of inadequacy, uh, there, and everyone should feel inadequ- inadequate as, right. uh, as a spouse. Uh, that's why we need the grace of God. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's not a priority, and, there's, um, and so that's not something that they would talk about. But if they prayed you know, uh, an hour a day, it would just come up. All the, the time. time. Yeah. All the time.
0: And we see that when people go out and share the gospel, right? They're, yes. they're often talking about, you know, what we need to be doing more of is evangelism.
2: And let me tell you a story about something that happened to me this week. Right. And yeah, right. absolutely. And so I think, I, I, uh, that, that to, to specifically to your, to your question, I think that would be why, part of which, the reason why. And uh, so again, back to first Timothy three, um, it doesn't mean you have to have a perfect marriage. It doesn't mean you need to write marriage books. It doesn't mean that your spouse would want to do a podcast uh, with you about the topic. But it has to be a priority. It has to be, yeah. or you yeah. can't play the game.
0: John or uh, Pam, has it ever made you uncomfortable to know how often uh, your marriage is talked about uh, as a part of the ministry?
1: No, no. I mean, it's really... Um it's encouraging, you know, just to me, it's, it's an accountability piece too. I mean, just, I mean to go, because we've heard from people and just knowing how much John talks about it, like, okay, like there's some kind of influence that we have that the Lord's given us or, you know, people are watching. And so there's accountability there. Um, but it's also really humbling and really, Mm. um, it feels really affirming just to hear, um, from people like, this is the way John talked about you and our marriage and bragged about you. And That's super. How about the kids? Because
0: again, when you talk about your marriage, as your kids are getting older, you're, you're often telling stories about things you're learning. Parenting and marriage seem to go, obviously go hand in hand. So have the kids reacted the same way?
1: I think generally, I think they have. I mean, they, they're, they're, the sarcasm apple does not fall far from the tree. And there's some, (laughs) there's some, sometimes there's some sarcastic comments. Hey, what what are you going to use me in for sermon illustration this week, dad? Yeah. Um, But no, I think, I think they really um, are proud of it, you know, and are excited to be a McGee and, um yeah, I think they're,
2: they're good with it. Don't it. you think? Yes, I, I do think that's right. Uh, Pam, I back a couple sentences ago, used the word influence, which I think is a great word. Mm-hmm. I think leadership is influence and this is an amazing way mm-hmm. to influence, um, those that are around you, you know, your, your, your teams, your small groups, your, uh, your ministry or the entire church, or even, you know, uh, your organization, if you're selling insurance, you know, you have a chance to influence, um, share with them the number one piece of feedback you get uh, positively that people uh, kind of notice when you and I uh, speak? Um, do you, yeah. know what ta- you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: it is. Um, how do I get my wife to look at me the way you look at John? And I don't even know that I realized early on that I was doing that. Yeah. Um, but we've just kind of continued to hear to yeah. hear that,
2: yeah, and I just so, want—I just want Pam to say yes, that out right. loud, <laughs> just to let, because people can't see the the video. I want that's right. No, but here's here's actually why I'm doing it uh, more, right than now. More, than, yes. more than fishing. Um, so here, here here's the point of uh, of that is that people are uh, not only listening to you, they're watching, watching you, watching. Mm. and not just watching like what you do, they're watching non-verbals. And so truly, <laughs> it's hilarious, uh, Pam. But people come up and they'll say, boy, you know what was the most impactful thing? And I'm like, well, I can think of about 14 brilliant things that I yeah. just said. Which Which one do you want to choose? And they'll go, just the way that Pam looks at you. Uh, or And, and uh, recently, uh, I don't know why, it's just recently people said, and the way you look at Pam. And, um, and so I guess that I, I don't know that people don't look at each other, that they don't honor each other, maybe they normally talk over each other, but they that has been like this constant drumbeat uh, feedback. And and we've been we've been at restaurants and people will tell us um, you, you know, six weeks later, we saw you on a date. And we just sat there and watched the way that you talked, you know, and maybe it was just maybe more of a test or uh, people who said, Hey, we were at the park and we just sat there and watched your family uh, play together, which all, all is pretty creepy. creepy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty that creepy. Is weird. Uh, but I think that that's uh, all that to say, you know, from the pulpit or the small group or out in the parking lot or just out and about town, you have an opportunity for influence and people don't know how to do Relationships. They, all, everybody came from uh, a, a kind of a family that, in some ways, was less than or broken. And you can have influence in this area. And this is the primacy for uh, kind of the the way God thinks about passing on a lineage and discipling uh, his people is through the family, uh, through marriage and through parenting. And this is such a strategic opportunity. It really is a chance for influence, which I love that you use that word. And so,
0: John, the pastor or the leader that's sitting there right now going, "Okay, I'm out. Right. Like I I am. uh, I've been neglecting this area for so many years. There's no way my wife is going to look at me that way. There's no way I'm going to start talking about this. This is, this is not an area of strength for me. And they just feel like you put the bar too high. What would you say
2: to that leader? Sure. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe to, to come back, maybe we did kind of oversell uh, our marriage. We love being married. Always have. Uh, well, as at a, as a at a macro level, there's been some hard days. There's been some really hard seasons. So yeah, I thought uh, you
1: were going to say even as people have watched us. I mean, we've had we've got some stories in Reengage where we just kind of right before we got on stage, or I think specifically in Merge, our pre-married class, um, right before we got on stage, there was conflict and people have seen it on oh, stage yeah. you know um, one time we were even trying to kind of practice speaker listener this you know c- yes. active listening and we were like going to work out this conflict that we had just had and it didn't go well that's right in and front so, of a bunch of people in front of a bunch I mean there was <laughs> tension in the room it was um, so funny yeah so we've I, yeah so I had bar, that thought when you were talking about so it so the just, bar
2: is not us we yeah. know that the bar is uh, what Christ would exactly. have and, uh, and cut yourself some slack but um, I, I do think that sometimes um, you know the, the church for senior pastors Pastors specifically or other leaders it can be the loneliest place on the mm-hmm. uh on the face of Earth, which is crazy because it should be the safest place uh on earth and so if you're not doing well just raise your hand yeah. and let people in and uh let others practice all the one another's uh with you and come alongside and encourage or admonish or be patient or help um but you should be able to uh raise your hand and get help and if for whatever reason this one uh it's it's relationships, um, it's uh, finances. Uh, this is the one we're really, really skittish to share. And I think the analogy, I think we use this here at Watermark, um, is that oftentimes there's smoke in the house. Hmm. And we're so embarrassed to let anybody know there might be smoke. Rather than calling the fire department, we uh, close the doors, shutter the windows, and we don't want anybody to know that there's smoke in here. Yeah. And uh, you might can get away with it for a little bit, but eventually when that turns into kind of a raging fire, you have to run out. And then you know it takes way longer to put out the fire. It's way messier uh, than it would be to let some people in, let your elders in, let your church uh, in, let you know your pastoral care ministry in, and say, you know what, we're not doing... Great. Yeah. And, uh, but we want to, and uh, we both want to see the logs uh, in her eye. We, we're committed to this. Uh, can you help us? There's a little bit of smoke. Let's deal with it now uh, rather than, you know, uh, she won't come up to the church because it's so incongruent, my leadership. And uh, now we've got really big problems. But even if you're there, we've seen God just restore unbelievably kind of messy situations and get glory uh, out of that, right? Where someone's mess really does become uh, their message. So you're not too far gone. Uh, But do not ignore it and don't just uh, kind of gut your way through it. Don't pretend like uh, everything is okay.
0: One of the things I've seen uh, as I've been married, you know, close to 18 years now is that marriages are very similar to people in the sense of we're all kind of idiosyncratic. Right. We all have some differences. We're all spiky. There's no well-rounded marriage. Right. So. Uh, Every marriage has some things that they do really, really well and some things that they probably could get better at. And so as a leader is is listening to this and maybe they're feeling some shame or like, this is going to be a hard conversation for me to have with my spouse. That could be a way to soften that blow a little bit is start off the conversation by just uh, asking your spouse. "Uh, I know there's things we do well. And so let's start. What do we think our strengths are in all of this? And I bet you've got two, three, four things to build off of and go, okay. And, And listen, it may just be we're not divorced. Right, we're, we're still together. Yep. Uh, we're still trying. We're still in the same. We still sleep in the same bed at night, right? And uh, we're still talking to each other a little bit every day. It could be a really, really small, but you've yep. got some things you're doing well. Start with those strengths, build those, and then once you uh, feel like okay. It's not bad, right? Or or uh, then you can go, okay, so what could we do better? Yeah, And and then start that list. And that could be stuff where you could open up and try to I go get that. some help with That's all of that. That's a
1: great idea. I love try
0: not to compare yourself to That's other great. people yeah. uh, all the time and yes. just go, I want to be just like them. They're different. Right. They're different. Two very different people. Uh, and you guys and your marriage is different. And um, and But the, what I like that you guys talked about a lot today are just so many different principles that are applicable regardless of your strengths with all of this and so spending time to talk about the future, uh, spending time, uh, making sure that you're setting some goals, um, recognizing the differences that you have between each other, thinking about your schedules, thinking about how you're talking about the church, uh, all of this stuff. I mean, this, this is regardless of where your strengths are. This is stuff that's really, really helpful for you guys. So John, any other final comments? Well, I
2: just, this is, um, this is not some binary choice, either faithful ministry or, uh, great marriage. Right. You need to be thinking both. How can I mm-hmm. be faithful in ministry and have uh, a great marriage or at least invest in my marriage and don't don't ever think that those somehow are mutually exclusive. I think they, uh, they can be rocket fuel. One plus one can equal three if you're yeah. uh, 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 trying to do both of those. Additionally, let me say this. Uh, I, I'm very aware that at some point uh, around here at Watermark, um, you know, my mind won't be as sharp. Uh, I won't be quite as effective. And uh, someone's going to put their arm around me and go, hey, buddy, you've had a good run. Yeah. You know, it's been really, really great. And, uh, and we sure appreciate what you've, you've done. Um, but it's, it's time. Yeah. And so that, that's going to happen. That's, that is where this moving sidewalk dumps me off at the end. At that point, uh, I may not have a role. I may not have an email address that, um, you know, is anything other than Gmail but I'll still have my marriage. Mm. And so you want to be, as always, you want to be thinking with the end in mind. And in those moments, when you get there, when this thing that you've been so passionate about, you've given such an enormous part of your, uh, your life to, is, is over or at least probably scaled down and a little bit different. Um, Are you going to be, am I going to be excited? Is my spouse going to be excited that I'm home more? Do I have a relationship that I'm looking forward to spending more and more time uh, with? Or is it something, shoot, I'm going to have to manage yeah. and uh, begin with the end in mind. Think today about uh, that future. Enjoy each other. Enjoy the, the the wife of your youth or the husband uh, mm-hmm. of your youth. Don't yeah. compare them to anyone else. Be grateful for who you have. And, uh, and I think you'll see it as an amazing gift uh, in ministry, not some burden or some boat anchor that you've got to drag as you try to do the thing that you really want to do. See it. Uh, see both of those things as, as parallel. I like it. it. Very well said. Very
0: well said. Pam. Thank you for coming in
2: here today Man, and classing up the joint. thanks for
1: letting me in the club. And long-time listener that I made it. Again. You did. First-time yeah, caller. I love, I love it. it.
0: I love that. That's <laughs> fantastic. Well, you guys, uh, thanks so much for the conversation today. If any of you have questions or comments about today's episode or topics you'd like for us to consider for future episodes, please send us an email at clp If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. This helps people find us. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.